You are listening to Politically Entertaining. You have to honor yourself in everything you do. You either see yourself doing it or you see yourself not doing it. And for me, I was like, no, I want to go behind the scenes because I knew that a reporter is taking their orders from the assignment desk, from the news director. They're, those stories are not coming from them. Sometimes they are. Some a, a reporter will pitch their own stories and the team will like it and that's it, right? But I think... Um, I quickly realized that if I wanted a chance to have a, I would say a better trajectory, I needed to go behind the scenes. Listening to Politically Entertaining, your Cliff's Notes to American Politics. And now, your host, Frank and Byron. Uh, on Politically Entertaining, we have a very interesting guest. We've, have a, we've had a couple of senators on here, we've had civil rights activists on here. And today, we think we have another one of those type of guests that, that gets you incited to do an interview. I just want to say about 40 years ago, MTV came into the landscape and they were kind of like on the cutting edge. They, you know, changed how TV was done. They catered to the young people and everything. And I feel like Cheddar TV is that network that is doing similar things. They were founded five years ago. And I feel like they're trending that way by making smart moves, like hiring our next guest um, as their first first Black assist assignment desk lead. She has spent time at several uh, media outlets, including Radio One, Fox Morning News, and CNN. Ms. Sheena Jones, want to welcome you to Politically Entertaining, and thank you for making time for us today. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here. I can't wait to get into it. Okay. All right. We love hearing that. Um, so as I mentioned, you are the assignment desk lead. And my first question to you is, what are some of the challenges and rewards of being an assignment desk lead? Okay, so just a, my role has changed a little bit. I am okay. now the, um, I am the director of talent and editorial operations, um, which is still inclusive of the of the assignment desk, but now it just pushes uh, our editorial team as well as our reporters, anchors, and talent, and everyone that you see on our airwaves. It just happened, so don't worry. This is breaking news. It just happened. Very, we love, we love breaking news. Yes, yes. <laughs> very <laughs> okay. recent. Um, but I think the challenges are the same, right? People aren't getting their news by turning on the TV anymore. They're getting their news on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. So some of those challenges are how are you bringing those viewers from your cell phone onto the TV or putting them on my social media or having them going to Cheddar News social media to see what's happening on our side. That's one of our biggest challenges right now. We're merging both worlds. And you were right when you said we're leading and trending in that way. We are. We're streaming where other companies are working to catch up to that model. Yeah, when I was checking it out, when I was checking out Cheddar uh, TV, Cheddar News, I, it's the first thing that popped in my mind. I'm like, they're pretty, they're pretty cutting edge. I don't feel like I'm watching 
uh, CNBC or Fox News business. Like it's it's different. And I think uh, a lot of people will find it interesting. So I saw in one of your previous interviews that you stated that you quickly learned being a reporter wasn't for you. And I, I know you became drawn to what happens behind the scenes when it comes to putting on a broadcast, but what specifically made you say, nah, Sheena, this ain't it, <laughs> when, when it came to being a reporter? You know, it was just going over the stories over and over again, and you have to be on and on camera and sit there and get it right. And I was just like, yeah, nope, not for me, not happening. Let me just go behind the scenes. I think sometimes you get hyped up, you do like this reporter voice, and you're like, no, that's not working. And then you try another voice, and you're like, no, I can't quite get that. Let me go to a space where I can just be myself. And I was better used off camera. <laughs> and that's that's really awesome. So hello, Sheena. This is Frank. Hello. I'm hey, jumping Frank. in. Um, I, I said honored to uh, interview you and just I guess the biggest thing is you're a black woman. Like, let's just address the elephant in the room, right? Like, we, even though Byron said it, I'm going to say it again. I think that the funny thing you said, that interesting, you said being a reporter, we generally associate, oh, a black woman, she can be a reporter, right? Mm -hmm. She ain't going to be the brains of the operation. She's not going to be saying, no, we're going to run this story. We're going to say it this way. When, when did you, I guess the question is, how much resistance did you face when people looked at your face, right? You're an attractive young lady. People look at your Thank face you. and you're and you're saying, look, this ain't about how I look. This is the direction we need to go in. And, and to get them to realize that there is a brain, a sharp mind, a visionary, and not just, you know, a reporter. How, how, how much resistance did you face in that journey? I mean, like for me, it was very early on, right? No one had asked me to be a reporter. I was working at Fox and said, hey, let me shoot a reporter reel. Let's go on the story. Let me write. Let me see where I fit here. Because I think the importance of when you're in this industry is getting in internships and getting into TV stations and getting into the places where you're making the news and you're making things happen. Um, and I will go out in the field and I'm like, nope. And they're like, just try it again. You'll get it if you keep practicing. And I think you have to honor yourself in everything you do. You either see yourself doing it or you see yourself not doing it. And for me, I was like, no, I want to go behind the scenes because I knew that a reporter is taking their orders from the assignment desk, from the news director. They're, those stories are not coming from them. Sometimes they are. Some, a, a reporter will pitch their own stories and the team will like it and that's it, right? But I think um, I quickly realized that if I wanted a chance to have a, I would say a better trajectory, I needed to go behind the scenes. I needed so, to go behind and see what I could do. So that's, that's really great that you're saying that. I know in one of your interviews, you talked about mentors and how important that is. Um, are you mentoring young ladies now? I mean, obviously you're in a position where you're the top dog. You're that, you know, HNIC, right? Like you are doing it. So like, are you setting things up for other, you know, girls that look like you? I mean, I have a daughter who's six i'm not saying she's gonna be doing what you do but what i'm saying is she could look and see somebody like that. okay that's something i could do are you are you putting things in place to mentor you know, absolutely i think i have my entire career i think um when i was at fox mentoring looked a little different i will work more with businesses and teach them how to get on tv and this is what a 
pitch release looks like, and this is the booking team, and this is who you want to go to to get to these type steps that most people wouldn't know if you weren't in the industry or you weren't paying a PR person to do it. Um, so I would mentor businesses starting off at Fox. And then when I went to CNN, people, of course, was very interested. So I would always give them a tour, show them what I did, you know, talk to them about my hours. Because I think uh, one thing that people don't realize is your hours are real. When you are working for a 24-hour network, you're on 24 hours. If, some, if something blows up, the expectation is how soon can you get into the office? Um, and I think sometimes from the outside looking in, people don't realize that. So whenever I have a chance to mentor someone, I'm saying, hey, this is what really happens. This is what you may not know. How much are you willing to grind for this? Even for me at Fox, I think I was working three jobs at one time because you're also making no money when you're in local. And so you have to keep going and it's a sacrifice. And I, when I talk to people, I just let them know what that sacrifice looks like. And what a, a no in this moment does not mean no forever. I got turned down from CNN, I think five times before we found a job that worked for me. And then I was able to really go in, have a career and learn so much, which prepared me for Cheddar News. It took everything, every job to do what I'm doing now. Cheddar, Cheddar News is a live streaming financial news network, and they um, they definitely break news in uh, business, culture, media, technology. We're talking to Sheena Jones, who uh, just informed us that she is, you said, the director of talent and, edit <laughs> and editorial edit operations. Editorial operations. So um, we're, we're speaking with her, and I know... In my lifetime, I've spoken to people who've had who have like multiple siblings, three, four, five siblings, and they always describe it as like a fight in a sense, like a fight for recognition, a fight to separate yourselves from your brothers and sisters, a fight, you know, is it's competition among siblings at times. You are one of seven kids. <laughs> and I wonder, did anything in your upbringing prepare you to thrive? in such a competitive uh, industry, because you you said that when you were at CNN, the woman that we all saw grab her son off the street during the Freddie Gray uh, riots, when he was throwing rocks and bricks at the police, she grabbed him off the street and Lord knows the opinions lined up on both sides. Mm -hmm. On both that, sides. Yeah, of that issue. And you pushed CNN to, to interview her. And if I'm not mistaken, that wasn't even like the scope of your job at the time. Was it, it wasn't my job right. at the time. I went and found the team who was working on it. I said, hey, I, I can get you this person. I right. reached out to them. I, I was on Facebook saying, who knows this woman? And right. three people from Baltimore inboxed me like I do. I said, can you give me her cell phone number? I want to know if she want to come on CNN. I didn't have the right to put her on CNN at the time. Mm. I just said, can you give me her number? Because I knew if I got her to say yes, that I could get CNN to say yes, because it was huge and no one knew who she was. Like it was a moment on TV that I think just kind of captured everyone because you you will be faced with the same decision if you had kids. Like would right. I go down there and get them and I'm gonna embarrass him in front of all of these people. <laughs> and she did exactly that, right? She was like a hero mom in some ways, right? Um, right. Yeah, I think sometimes you don't have, you don't think about it, you just go with it. Um, right. <laughs> you asked me, like, was being one of seven prepare me for that? Yes, because I had to be loud. I am a loud person by nature. I will walk into the room yelling. I'm in the newsroom yelling. So I'm like, <laughs> hey, hey, can someone give me this? This is who it is. This. And um, 
I think you have to be a little bit loud. You have to be loud to make it in this industry and you have to be loud to uh, survive a newsroom. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, it, just like any industry is tough, but I think when you're loud and you stand up for yourself, people will listen. That's 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 a pretty cool story there. Um, I, I still remember that that image and, and the opinions on that matter too. See, um, see, I did too. It, yeah. it I was like, I gotta find her. I mean, you. I think it, you just have to use your resources wherever you are. Everyone knows someone that knows someone that can get you what you want. Right. You just gotta keep asking. I like that. Um, that's good. So as we wind down uh, November, as it comes to an end. Uh, November is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. And before I, I got you out of here, I uh, wanted to talk to you about your, your self-published journal, Love More Journal. And you focus on mental health and being vulnerable. What inspired you to uh, take, take that on? And what do you hope consumers take from it, your blog, and some of the artwork that they can purchase on, on that website. What do you hope they take from, from, from Love More Journal? Um, I hope they take a second to reflect. I think so often we're on go mode. We're like, how can I get this? I need this. Everything has a separate deadline. I need groceries by Tuesday, dinner by Friday. I need to take the kids to school. I need this. And we kind of never sit in the moment and reflect. Um, Recently, I was in Baltimore and I had a friend come up to me and she was like, hey, I purchased your journal and it changed my life. And I was like, wow, how? Like, because it didn't quite change my life, but how did it change yours? <laughs> it changed my life in the moment, but how did it change yours? And she said, you know, I never asked myself questions. I had never asked myself, what did I think about this relationship? Or what did I think about this person? Or what else do I need? I think we all need to do a mental health check. Always, especially now, especially after COVID, especially when it's getting dark outside sooner. I think these things affect our mental health and we may not say it and we show up every day thinking this is what we have to do to survive. But you can also thrive by taking a second and just checking on you and, and realizing what that looks like for you. So that's what I want people to get away. What do you need? Is it painting? Is it candles? Is it a hot bath, what is that thing that makes you slow down and say, you know what? I am so happy to be here. What do I want next? And Absolutely. so we're all on that journey yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you say, 2020, it finally made a lot of us kind of slow down. And I think more of us began to do that. I know I tried to, I've tried self-meditation <laughs> or guided meditation. Uh, I downloaded that Calm out for a while. So I was- yeah. I was definitely trying to slow down. Meditation is good. You'll be surprised yeah. what comes up when you meditate. You start mm. to like, you feel a difference in your body. Yeah. It's a I great used, thing. My younger self used to laugh at that. Like, I'm not going to sit there and just, right. what, I, what I look like sitting there. <laughs> but it's, it's I cool. did too. I laughed at it too. And then I started doing it. I was like, you know what's wrong? I didn't meditate. I did not yeah. meditate. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, certainly, uh, as we say at the top of the show, I think before we started recording, we certainly appreciate having you on. We wish you much uh, continued success. Um, and I just want to say, because we just talked about 2020 and COVID, um, I think a lot of people, you know, during, during last year and most of this year, they found themselves not going out as, as much as they used to. So they were saving money. They didn't have money. They didn't spend money on clothes because they weren't going anywhere. They weren't going to the club, buying overpriced drinks. 
And I think a lot of people turn to investing in stocks and cryptocurrency because yeah. I see that more and more now. And I just want to say for any listener, if that's you, then you definitely want to add this network, this streaming service to your information hub because they are on the cutting edge of providing information for stocks, for cryptocurrency. Uh, so and you teaching you what it means. So because I think at this millennial age, this group, myself included, mm-hmm. I had no clue how to invest. And I came over to Cheddar and then that was most about morning meetings. So now I'm like investing and I'm looking at stocks and I'm yes. seeing who's up, who's down, when's a good time to get in? Should I buy more? Should I sell? And I think it's a game we should all be playing. And I, it's I know a money people, game we should all be playing. I know people are attached to their Facebook groups, but Every once in a while, you want to kind of tune into the experts as well. So I just wanted to put that out there and let the listeners know you can follow Cheddar on Twitter at Cheddar. Also, you can visit Cheddar.com online. And for more on Ms. Sheena Jones, please visit LoveMoreBlog.com. That's L-O-V MoreBlog.com. And if you don't mind, they can follow you as well. Ms. Jones. At one Sheena Jones, that's at the number one Sheena Jones on Twitter. And you can follow this dynamic woman as well. Ms. Jones, thank you for taking time out for us today. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure just to sit and chat and catch up. It's like old friends. Right, exactly. So we hey, we may be calling you back later. You never know. So, Call me back. I got right, you. We're gonna hold you to it. We got it on record. That's all I wanted to do, Frank, was get on record. <laughs> we got it. We got it on record. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to Politically Entertaining. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes and visit politicallyentertaining.com for the latest in political news and updates. Thank you.